Press the button, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, you fucking jabronis? Welcome to InfoWars. <laughs> <laughs> Fellow InfoWarriors. Yeah. I'm just going to start every episode spouting off a different terrible show and or a podcast to start off with. We're going to be like, huh? we're like, what? Where'd that guy go after he left Drudge Report? We're like, trying to find more obscure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hello, hello uh, everybody. I've- um, we, just as a heads up for everybody, there's, we're going to talk about The Last of Us and there's going to be spoilers. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of spoilers because Goose We're going to spoil it. So we'll, but that'll be just the intro. We won't talk about yeah, it in the content. Yeah, yeah, so you so can we, just hit the skip button skip a past bunch of that times. part. Uh, but don't skip past all our hilarious yeah. hijinks. We are very funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> very That's funny just people. Facts. Yeah, just factual information. Um, so yeah, I, I just watched uh, the episode three, and here I was thinking there'd be zombies and and violence and shooting, and in fact, there's not. Well, there's a little bit, but there's also like gay heaven. A bunch basically. of people got set on fire, dude. What more do you want? That's true. That was cool. I love seeing his whole fucking compound dude, yeah, and yeah, Dude, I so Although, good. I was so baffled when they go out and when he goes out there and he's just like standing in the road. I shooting. thought I, I was, was like, I was a little curious about sure? that too. Yeah, I was like, why? I was like, he's like, no cover, no concealment. Yeah, uh, this man, man. Yeah, all man, dude. He's in. There's like <laughs> like nine people attacking his compound and he's just standing in the middle of the road shooting at them. I was like, this guy never once put up a shooting barrier on either sides of these fences. Like, True. He always just figured how he was. What was the plan? Yeah, that's fair. One, I, I think he just figured his uh, traps one detail. Uh, honestly, though, yeah, yeah, I mean, they were amazing. They were I love really when he good. watches the shotgun blast yeah. one go off. He's like, never gets old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I pointed out this detail to Reagan where when they fast forward and he's old. I was like, look, he's carrying a Glock now because that all metal 1911 was too much yeah, for him too- to carry on his hip all day. <laughs> Giving him I was like, you problem. know, like, I hated to switch to the Glock, but he did it. Dude, I like, um, I was not prepared for what they did with all that. Um, it was, it was so sad. Cause I don't, so I don't remember, I don't remember like, I played the first Were game. They a couple in the show or yeah, in the game? And so in the game, in the game, so uh, what happens is because I haven't played in forever, I had to have soup explain it, remind me. Um, in the game, they you go to Bill. Hold on, I got a burp. Wait, hold on, is it coming? Wait, maybe. Hold on a minute. I can see it. Give me a second. It's, it's trying. Building. Yeah, it's trying. Uh, we'll we'll wait for it. Um, in the game, Bill has a whole like side of the city blocked off. Um, oh wow. Yeah, he's like with uh, Yeah, it. I was thinking I was like I would probably just expand out of boredom. Yeah. You know, just might as well. He, is, he was you know? <laughs> he was with the shits. And so uh did he de- but he had a husband with him? A boyfriend? With so, him? in the game Okay. Um in the game when you get there, Frank's not there. You don't you don't like Frank's not a character you like interact with. Um 
Frank is Bill's partner, but uh, as the game progresses, you're going through buildings in in uh, Bill's side of the city, and you find Frank hanging. He hung himself, and he left like uh, a really for the same reason. Well, no, no, he hated oh. Bill. He hated Bill. Uh- Oh, because well, see, because they were partners, but they had just been together, like they had just been like clashing for too long on certain things, and and yeah. Um, Whoa, that's yeah. so much less heartwarming. Yeah, that's yeah. Horrible. And and so Frank leaves a letter to Bill, and is basically like, I like you know, fucking hate you, and you can choose to that give it to Bill, or you can choose to to be like, Nah, I didn't find anything. I would not no, give that to No, me. absolutely not. So why it, would you do that? I was in the like, game? I was a little because I was like, I don't know. I was a little worried that he wants to, this burp wants to come up, but it's just not happening. Jesus um, God, help me, Jesus. Um, I at first was like, I can't believe they they're gonna kill Bill off like that just immediately. But also, um. Excuse me. After that interaction you have with him in the game, you don't ever see him again. So them killing him off at that point really wasn't an issue. It was. It's not like they killed a reoccurring character. It's you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, I thought you were going to complain about woke politics. Yeah, wo- woke politics movies. in my <laughs> video game show adaptations. Uh, no. I thought that whole story was really nice. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought um, what they did was incredible. It was, yeah. I really liked. I liked the fact that like they have a good ending, and um, I because I was like when when he was handing them the laced wine, I was like, "There's no way." I was like, "Bill's not giving Frank this wine this easy." Like, there's a catch here. He either didn't put the pills it's in like, it. Oh, or, I'm just gonna kill myself. Yeah, yeah. And I really liked Genius. that. Like, he pours like this much of wine into the glass and dumps like an entire sandwich bag of pills. Dude, it's like <laughs> it's Reagan fine. I, I said to Reagan, I was like, I was like, they had to cut the shot because they realized pouring that much powder into that much liquid just turns into clay. Yeah, exactly. I was, I was, like, like, I was like, that was so much. Yeah, me and Super, like, it's all, it should be all sludgy now, dude. It's not like, <laughs> but no, it was perfectly I was, fine. I was looking right at the wine glass when they cut back to it. I was like, let me see that. <laughs> yeah. the, no like, way, dude. It was like clumps of hydro in it. it like this much yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, funny. Yeah, I was like, when I when I saw that, I was like, no fucking way, dude. You're out of your Can't get diet. nothing past yeah, us. can't get nothing past. <laughs> Let me see us. how much of his drugs mixed into that drink. Already. But uh, but I thought fucking I don't know. I think they did it. I thought they did a really good job. I really liked like Bill was fucking. I didn't expect Bill to be Nick Offerman at all. Um, that's that threw me off. I think people knew about it, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't because people were like stoked that he was in the show, but they didn't uh. know what he, who he was going to be. Um. But yeah, I had no idea. Uh, I, I just saw him as a survivalist, and I was like, "Yeah, that tracks." Yeah, no, yeah, that makes That's sense. Perfect. That's Ron Swanson right there. Like, yeah, yeah Ron absolutely. changed his name to Bill and fucking. Uh, I love that part where he's like, "The government is yeah, all yeah, Nazis." Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, sure, yeah, yeah. fair, fair, yes." <laughs> I wonder if they're gonna pick up. I wonder if they're gonna like the but the second episode. I mean, I guess you got to see clickers in the second episode, which was fucking terrifying. They did such a good job on the uh uh 
on the clickers. The clickers, like yeah. just the makeup and effects, they were scary. Were insane. They were very they look, scary. Yeah, they I admit, I was a little bummed about season or episode three not moving Joel's story forward at all for like the whole episode. That was a bum skis. I mean, I was I wanted him to move forward a little yeah. bit more than just he ends up with a car, yeah, in the tragedy. God, well, yeah, for real, no shit. Um, he's I, like he's. He's like, oh man, I'm gonna have to tell him about Tess dying, and he's like, Jesus yeah, he's Christ. like, good God, uh, and <laughs> and then the letter's like, yeah, use all this equipment to keep Tess safe, and he's like, ah, oh, shit, oh, son of a bitch, stung. son of a bitch, that stung. reminded of his yeah. failure, yeah, for real. But coming ac- across that cache of sweet, dude, sweet I know, beer, yeah, what a dream. I, I'm dude. like, I, I like, I can't imagine. I wonder, because I, 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 I was talking to Super, I was like, how much do you think he took? Because he seems to dude, be... Dude, my, my fucking trunk would be spilling bullets yeah, out yeah, of the back, same. dude. Because it's like, like it's not hidden. Since, yeah, so what I would have done was stash stuff in different buildings in that compound, because people are going to raid that place for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And then I definitely would have just taken tons. And when he's like, no, you can't have a gun. I'm like, dude, yeah, just give her a gun. Like yeah, yeah for three. real. Who just a tiny one. At this point? Um, I, uh, 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 what was I going to say? I guess, well, actually, I guess he could leave, like, he could leave a decent amount of, like, guns there because Bill's, like, like, uh, well, Bill's without fi- fill without filling that generator, it won't stay up forever. Yeah, but so, Bill's panic yeah. room is hidden in his house oh, under that's true. that thing. So like they that's could, true. you could raid that house all day and you would have no idea where that was. That's a good point. Uh, you, they did. Yeah, that they, was in yeah, the show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you need a key for it. So yeah, um, but yeah, I was I was talking to Regan. I was like, wow, he like not only so he's got this whole wonderful place set up for himself. And then not only does a single man, a single man, drop into a hole, but also he a gay, is gay man, yeah, and yeah. he's really handsome. Yeah. I'm like, dude, who hit the lottery? Ah. Hit the lottery? <laughs> hit the gay Holy lottery, shit. dude? Uh, uh, and then they get to live in happy gay heaven for like 20 years. Yeah, and and you know that's amazing. Apparently, only got rated once, but I guess also like I don't know. I guess. I talked about that too because I was like, "Man, if anybody survived that, no one's going back." Yeah, that's no. true. Yeah, <laughs> we're just gonna get around place. of like, "Yeah, you can't get in there." It's just like <laughs> it, like the the angle grinders spinning like spitting sparks that like yeah opened up all the traps. I was like, "Holy shit!" But I thought it was weird that he was just standing in the street shooting at him with a hunting yeah. with a hunting rifle. I was a like, hunting I, rifle. "I get it. I, I it's got a, a it's got a scope. Rifle. You can do whatever." But I was like, "You got all that firepower, and you." Went out there with a hunting rifle. I was like, nothing semi-auto, even no, nothing. No? Sim- yeah, okay. I was like, that is cool, crazy to me, super annoying. I would imagine. Yeah, I don't know, but I, I was also what... like, he probably hardly used any of his fucking ammo. No, fuck no, time. he didn't. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so the traps took a, care of everybody. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, that was like, I was like, this is what everybody like. His starting scene is like what everyone thinks the zombie apocalypse would be for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why everyone's like, I can't wait for zombies. And I'm like, no, no you're going to fucking be the die. Worst. Yeah. It, it'd his, be the worst. His, but he, he is the only one in his whole town who did who that. Did that. Like, there who you go. Did that. Yeah. That's what it's going to be like. And he was in the prime real estate to do it. He was in a small yeah. like township that he could put yeah. a fence around. Like it wasn't, he wasn't in fucking Kansas city, dude. Like, yeah, yeah, for real. Uh, that one part where she's looking at the mask 
grave and then it cuts to well it's, there's like a baby i don't know like a blanket yeah yeah that, baby's like skeleton. a baby yeah well and then it cuts to the baby like yeah, wearing being, that yeah, blanket. Yeah, yeah i was like oh yeah my jesus God. christ dude dude that, that was, this show is dude, really they, not holding back at I, all I, dark. I, I like i said i don't want to jinx it but i think they i think i, I think, think they're nailing it i think the last of us is going to solidify its place in in oh it's going to be history Annie. yeah it's going to win a ton of awards i mean you know what this is going to mean is people might start putting real showmakers with real video game ips that would be nice that would be and I think because they're showing that it could be successful. Because yeah. dude, Last of Us is like pushing Game of Thrones numbers yeah. for HBO. Oh yeah, it is. So uh, dude, I'm like, oh man, we're gonna get some good shit. In I the wonder. Future. I wonder if they are going to cut it at a season. I don't think they'll cut it at season one. But like, how long are they gonna they gonna go with it? I don't even know. Do we know how far into the story one is supposed to cover? Like, I don't know. I have no clue. Yeah. It could be five. I have Who no knows? clue. I just want to see Abby from Last of Us Part Two with her giant arms. I want to. That's uh, like. Oh yeah, it's yeah, getting beef as, beef as fuck, dude. I fucking love Abby. Uh, we should probably get started fairly soon. Did you have any updates on your life? Uh. God damn it! There was something that I was going to. I there was something I was going to talk to you about, and I was like, I should write that down, and I didn't. And now I'm paying the price. What the fuck was it? It was like, it was funny. I know that. I was like, I wanted to bring it up because it was funny, but I can't remember what. I love that, dude. Hilarious. Oh, pisses me off so much. It'll come off in the. It'll it, remember it in yeah, the middle. It makes me so angry. Have you uh, been re- fucking listening to any podcasts or books lately? Reading um, books. I just finished 100 years of solitude which was this book about uh, this family like over 100 years or so and it's like uh well it's actually almost like 200 years but it's it's like really just them in the town for that whole time and and it's all about uh it's basically kind of an allegory for how like white imperialism has like ravaged central american states and it's like mystic or what is it called magic realism so like they have magic but it's not like cool or anything to them you know they're just like whatever yeah Yeah, you have flying carpets sometimes and sometimes your kids just fly off into heaven that'll happen yeah you'll You'll have that that on the the big big jobs jobs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but it was really cool and then i started a search for oh i wanted to tell you about this i don't know if i did i started a search because i was like i want another nuclear dystopia because i've been i love them i want to read more books about nuclear dystopia and i went through all the lists and I found this one called uh, one second after that was showed up on a few different lists, few different Reddit threads. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll check it out. And my, so I'm reading through it. My first, first sign that I'm in trouble. I'm worried is they, they write in the book should of instead of should have oh. like it says he should have done this yeah. and i was like what Ooh. the Ooh. fuck yeah. i was like this is a published book did no one look at it yeah. and so and then so the whole book is supposed to be about emps going off instead of like nuclear bombs you yeah. know what i mean like it's about everybody losing tech and that's supposed to be cool sure and he's explaining it but he like and like this is critical to the move the whole book is he's explaining what emps do to the town 
but he like doesn't know anything about it. And he's nice. like the only one in the whole thing who's supposed to. And the explanation was like dog shit. He's like, I don't know. You need to be a tech head. He says <laughs> that in the book. I was like, you're explaining. Come on. This is what the whole book's going to be about. You should probably help people a little more. I have done no research and- of this topic beforehand. But yeah, literally. Oh, oh, and then there was so what was really triggering I was like, I'm worried that I'm reading right wing propaganda. Okay. And so I was reading and there's one part where pretty early where he's like he activated his old boy's social network form or uh, not considered politically correct but still helpful dude. i was like uh oh <laughs> no, i was like uh oh wait no. a minute and then what made me stop reading the book which i almost never do there's like three books ever that i've stopped reading <laughs> was i'm only like nine percent into the book i have a kindle so i don't have page numbers yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's the third time so he's explaining to the town they're like, well, how could this happen? We didn't prepare for EMP attacks. And he's like, well, after we spent all that money on climate change and it turned out to not even be real. Oh, I was my like, God, oh. dude. That was the third mention of climate change not being real, 9% of the book. And I was like, fuck. Damn, this. that's crazy. Stupid as fuck. <laughs> Oh my god! That's, and he was like a really—it wasn't a good writer either. And like the dialogue was bad. The characters. What's were his bad. name? Uh, oh, that's a good point. Why, Shame uh, him. Don't read his shit. Yeah, and, why, dude. And as soon as I figured this out, I was like, every list I read is compromised. Every thread, dude. I was yeah, like, these people don't know a fucking thing. <laughs> just, oh my god! There's just anything that happens. They're like, that's a cool book, regardless of how it's presented. This I was. Need to, hold on, I need to. Oh, and here's what. Here's why I feel stupid about. Hold reading. on, I gotta grab my emotional support gun. Keep talking. Oh yeah, you do need one my always. So I have my new ESG right now. I got my grandma's 357 that she carried as a jailer. Yeah, Keep it with me at all times now. But anyway, so what really I was like, I felt stupid for even having read the book because the foreword was written by Newt Gingrich. <laughs> and I was like, why is this written by Newt Gingrich? And I was like, I'll read on. I won't just say no because Newt's in it. I should have. I should. I was right. Newt yeah. Gingrich is shit. He's a, and uh, so I was reading more about it. And it turns out like Newt is like half assed was like trying to lobby America for spending more to protect itself from these things. And I was like, I mean, uh, mostly he's probably doing that for the defense industry. Yeah. And basically this book is supposed to be like, this is why we should do it. And it's, and I know what they're trying to do there. Cause I've told you about this, the TV movie called the day after, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is a great movie. Amazing. Change Ronald Reagan's personal opinion on nuclear weapons. So this guy writes one second after, and he thinks he's going to read the next day after in terms of novelage, but it's garbage. What an it's absolute like goober. Full, dude, literally. I was like, goober. you fucking loser. What an it absolute goober. It is so goober. stupid. Um, oh, and he was, the gr- the main character was also in like a pro-South Civil War group dude, in the book. What? I was like, what is going on? Oh my on? god. <laughs> Tons of red flags. That's, yeah, that's, that's covered in red flags. It's funny, I was watching... Um, oh, he... He has three alternative fictions about the Civil War co-written with Newt Gingrich. Dude, of co- that's oh, incredible. Oh, my God. <laughs> of course he does. I'll I read was- William Forched. Forston, Forston, William Forskin. <laughs> I uh, William Forskin. Yeah, yeah, William Forskin. I was watching. That's so. F- I was watching a video of Vice, um, the b- b- journalist going in with these prepper groups, but 
these prepper groups were in South Africa, and it was white people in South Africa uh, preparing for the black uprising. Um, and it's so funny because they're like, like, yeah, one day they're going to rise up against us. And it's so funny to, to be like, like you're a white supremacist in South Africa. That's crazy. (laughs) Dude. Dude, Yeah. Yeah. I know how you're all like, you should leave, but yeah, you you should should leave. leave. But (laughs) so they have like a day out of the year where them and all the other racists get together and do like mock drills Sorry, I had a burp. Do like mock drills, and um, the vice journalist is along with them for that, and it's just a shit show. Like they're like, oh yeah, like they um, they uh, uh, they like get in a convoy, and then like the journalist is like, unfortunately, we were going in the wrong direction, so we had to turn around. Um, and so they <sighs> turned around and went the convoy in the in the other direction, and they went to their meeting area where they mocked a fake um kidnapping and then uh the <laughs> they kidnapped the dad of the group and then like a couple minutes later he's like we escaped and he's got a gun and the vice journalist is like yeah somehow he escaped even though they never handcuffed him or anything so yeah it was it, buffoonery. okay buffoonery dude. full larping yeah That's full hilarious. full racist larping i haven't really been uh, listening to anything except uh i started listening to good mythical mornings podcast um because them dudes are, they've been in a YouTube game a long time. Uh, but I, they, they have started, they have got me into wanting to do more YouTube stuff. Because um, apparently I can't, I can't exist on other social media platforms. Because I, I just get fucking content Dude, violations. YouTube, YouTube's doing a big crackdown on. This isn't that related. It's related, but yeah. like on gun content. Oh really? And but dude, you can't show a video where you put a magazine in the gun optics on it take it apart really? assemble it no paid videos that have any of that in it like they're like they're they're full-on shutting down forgotten weapons basically no it's, shit okay so they're gonna have to start probably all moving over to U- utreon and i'm like that sucks i want to i don't want to look at youtube anymore yeah, i'm sick of them yeah. being the only ones in the game yeah I that's fair it. that is fair I, I get that i get that yeah I, we started watching they've been good mythical morning's been around forever it's hosted by these dudes rhett and link and uh they've been I remember around when they were just yeah yeah just you dude now they run like a giant company they own smosh um like they like oh. they bought smosh yeah um and uh they i it's weird because i we watch their youtube videos before we do anything on stream but i've been listening to their podcast because they have a, they have i don't know their lives are very interesting to me like they met in first grade and they've just been like inseparable and they've been together cool. they like they worked Dude, at the same place God. they worked at the same there's place nothing they went worse. To the same college there's nothing worse than famous duos that don't actually like yeah each other. no like, they when are I like, found out that amy or uh was it jamie and adam savage aren't friends i was like damn Damn, tough dude tough shit or penn and teller (laughs) they're not friends at all but they uh, dude they are they are the real deal they have been like i don't know man they like there are very few people in life that's like you have a duo and it's like that is you know they are they would not be whole without each other and that is those two dudes and like that's cool they were and they came from a super they were super evangelical christians and they started deconstructing their religion and they talk about that on their podcast. They have a whole series on it, which I think is, I started listening to. I thought was really cool. That's cool. Um, but 
they were describing this thing they did because one of the ways they got into entertainment is was this thing called Campus Crusade, which was like a Christian thing on the college campus they went to. Christians love Dude, Crusade. they love it. They love it. Man, but nothing gets them harder. They were describing what you had to do. So to be full-time, you had to be full-time staff for them to do the entertainment stuff they wanted to do. And they were like, so to be full-time staff, you had to go and petition what you wanted to do. And they were like... They were basically like the whole like throwing an event and having a speaker who was really cool and inviting people to it because they wanted to see that really cool speaker and then dropping the like, oh, you should give your life to Christ bomb on them mid speech. They didn't like that. They were like, that that feels predatory. We never like that. It just doesn't feel honest. It's genius. Yeah. So they were like, trick them into loving God. (laughs) So they were like, what we are going to do is we're going to host events that are cater to you know accepting jesus and we're going to make it comedy and stuff like that and that's kind of how they got their start but they were going to do it through this program called uh uh, campus crusade and so to be a part of a full-time staff you had to go in front of like the board and pitch your idea and get approval from them but once you got approval from them you had to go to people individual people door to door and ask them to pledge money to pay your salary so, uh, the, dude, the, the, nothing screams evangelical Christian more than like making like you having the funds to do it. MLMs, dude. Damn. Yeah, yeah. So they had to go to people and raise funds for uh, them to pay their salary, so they could they they could do this, which I thought was insane. I was like, that just sounds that sounds bad just so bad like saying it out loud it sounds fucking terrible but yeah super predatory but i've been listening to their episodes about deconstructing their evangelicalism and stuff like that and they're like and like Rhett's like yeah i'm I'm a hopeful agnostic like i hope there's something out there but he's like i just don't see the proof like i i I, I can't believe they even talk about real shit like that like they're very because they're because, you know, they're so famous. It's like, you're yeah. never going to crack into the real shit. They're, they're like on their podcast. It, it's weird hearing their podcast. So they cuss a lot more and like talk about like, that would be weird. sex I, and stuff I like even, that. And I, I was like, yeah. I'm like, it's like listening to your parents, dude. I was like, what the I, fuck? Is- <laughs> I, even when I was like, uh, I mean, for years, I've just seen kids fucking watching Rhett and Link videos yeah. everywhere all the time. Dude, yeah, they've like, been around forever. Like, their children's content, you know what I mean? They can't swear. Can't say bad words. Elmo doesn't swear. Yeah, exactly. But one of the things I really like about their content is that, like, they're not, I think I've said this before, they're not, like, in your face how most people on YouTube are. Like, you need to be over-exaggerating to keep people engaged. They're, like, very chill and, like, just, like, super mellow. And I'm like that, so I'm like, if they can do it, I think I can do it. So, yeah, it's, it's inspiring to me. Um, um, who's going first? I am this week, right? Because I'm pretty sure I did yours, Yuri last. Yours is longer, though, so let me just do mine, and then we'll do yours. All right. Uh, since yours, you said yours is like four pages. Mine's a, a full four pages. Yeah, mine is like a sentence over three. Sweet. Uh, so uh, I, there's a lot on this, dude. I didn't put it all down because it would take forever, and it'd be super long. And I didn't want that. Um but I found him while perusing the internet. I came across this article on telegraph.co.uk about a story. Had a burp, sorry. Piqued my interest. Uh, now, Telegraph's article would only let you continue reading if you started a three-month free trial. And let's be honest, you can get fucked. I'm not doing that. 
uh, and I'm not paying to read news. You can't make me, and I refuse. So thanks to twelve foot, <laughs> thanks to thanks to twelve I was able to squeeze past that there paywall. Uh, yeah. yeah, big. Also big, remember archive.org. Archive. Great source for yeah. getting past yeah. that. Yeah, I do that all We're the time. Big fans of I will those two websites. Cent, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <Got> one more. <laughs> So today we're going to be talking about the devil's advocate himself, Giovanni Di Stefano. Uh, so he was born in Petrella Tifernina Tiffer, near Camposa yes. in southern Italy. Whatever you nailed the that. fuck, thank you. Yeah, I know. Every I'm, I'm known for my pronunciations, actually, yeah. worldwide. Especially Italian. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, they're <laughs> best Italian. So his family moved to the UK when he was young. His father was a cobbler. Um, old Stefano would go on to study at Wollaston Secondary School, and, his, and in his life, Stefano would also go on to obtain a PhD in law from Cambridge University. Um, so he makes a cool couple million, hundred million dollar fortune uh, after starting a business importing videotapes from Hong Kong, and also opens a law office in Rome. And it was not long. Before Stefano started making a name for himself, not only was he a fucking bitch and lawyer, but he was also known for defending some of the UK's most notorious villains and went as far as to make a statement saying that he would gladly defend Adolf Hitler or Satan himself taking pride in defending in defending the indefensible. Uh, you know, I mean... Good guy. What do you mean? In theory, yeah. Like, you know, he's upholding true justice and, you know and, and everybody I, deserves a fair trial i put this I, in, I, I, I put this in here somewhere but basically like how else are you gonna hone your skills as a lawyer by unless you're defending people biz, who, who, can't yeah. fucking, who you can't make an argument for at all so he's like oh wow you got an innocent guy off That's yeah amazing. yeah super cool <laughs> guess who i got off um <laughs> oj simpson <laughs> 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 gotta hit the air for that. <laughs> um, so this dude, real fucking scumbag. I don't know why. Like I don't know. Yeah, here it is. I said I don't know what his deal was. A part of me can understand the whole defending the indefensible. Like I get it. You can hone your skills as a lawyer, uh, and I suppose that's the way to do it. But like you can win, and you know you can. I don't know. If you can win a case for someone who has committed some pretty bad atrocities, you can put up a fight with any other case that comes your way. But uh, Truly. He was something else. So just to name a few, in 2002, he managed to overturn a manslaughter conviction against Nicholas Adolf Van Hoogenstraten, who was a British businessman who who was convicted of the killing of one of his business rivals. Apparently, Hoogenstraten had hired some goons to do the job for him or go rough up his business rivals. And Hoogstraten's uh, team had started to argue that the jury at this trial was mis- had been misdirected by the judge and that old Hoog was unaware that the thugs he had hired uh, to rough up his business rival were packing heat. Uh, the prosecution wasn't able to prove that Hoog knew of the weapons and he walked free. Um, he had a 10-year sentence that got... Hey, that's trial. Yeah, that's yeah. court. That's court, You have baby. to prove it beyond uh-huh. a doubt. You didn't. I'm y- sorry. Yep. Maybe they did it. Maybe Casey Anthony did kill her baby. <laughs> Who knows? She did. We've been, uh, <laughs> she totally did. Dude, I've been playing, I've been playing Days Gone, and in, and in that game, I don't know if you ever played that. It's a zombie game. Oh. But in the game, there's zombie children. They're called newts, and they're like zombie children running around and they don't really attack you unless you like threaten them and they hang out on rooftops and i was in this like orphanage basically where there was a ton of them 
and I was just killing them all because they were pissing me off. And I was like, "Welcome to my or- orphanage," sponsored by Casey Anthony. Uh, <laughs> not my best, not my proudest moment, but it really, really zinged it. Uh, it's. I was thinking how rare it is to have any games where you shoot a child shape. That's, that's a, dude. I rare. said that in while well, when we started playing. I was like, "Is that a child zombie?" I was like, "I am." baffled that they put children in this game because yeah if there are children in the game you can't kill them but dude days gone there's no p- person in a, in the world who played fallout new vegas and didn't try to shoot all the children yeah lamplight exactly okay yeah get um, out of here go so love you in october 2007 he complained that the investigation of blackwater was unjust because they were forced to operate <laughs> yeah uh, they were forced to operate in a climate and condition that forced them to shoot first and ask questions later and if you don't know blackwater was a private contracting security company with it working in iraq and was responsible for the nizur square massacre where blackwater employees opened fire on iraqi civilians killing 17 and injuring 20 the company is still around but has changed its name a handful of times since then because they just keep fucking up yes yeah they have to change it's pretty sure it's black to, it's back to being blackwater is it really they've circled all the way back around because her brother or his brother rather no hold on i'm i'm getting my genders mixed up because i do that all the time yeah he is the brother of betsy De- devos oh the really former e- education secretary yeah. under trump that was her brother she's a and fucking he idiot. had a back channel to donald trump and oh yeah absolutely and, and um he had been work also working on forming a private army for the chinese nice. while he was had this back uh you know back channel to trump and everything and he was um, he wanted to, he tried to float the idea of his company protecting, um, election booths. Oh, he's like, you know, no, no, you no, want no, my no. guy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude. I, so like the Blackwater shit is like, it sounds like the goony government conspiracy stuff, but I was like freaking out about it for a while. I was like, guys, it, I swear to God, like her brother owns a private army. Like, just, uh, yeah, that he is does. Crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Blackwater protecting the election booths, dude. That's like, uh, how about we get all these lions to protect these gazelles? Like, that's yeah, the dumbest no. shit I've ever heard. Yeah, Blackwater's no. fucked, yeah. dude. Uh, and yeah, for a while, horrible. they were like, uh, it, dude, it, the Iraqi people, like, the shit that Blackwater did has cemented their hatred. Like, I was watching videos. I forgot what I was watching. I think it came across my For You page, but it was a guy interviewing an Iraqi civilian. I can't remember what year it was, but he was like, Oh, does, you know, how do people here feel about Americans? And he was like, you know, we don't really, nobody here really has problems with most Americans unless they are like Blackwater or something like that. And I was like, damn, can you imagine your entire company's being, being cemented in a place of hatred for an entire nation? That's crazy, dude. Oh, I you really know. Fucked I mean, uh, that's actually a big theme in 100 Years of War, and it covers some thing i i hadn't learned about what it was uh, a fruit company massacre because there's like a, a banana company does a massacre in the book and there was like an american backed massacre by fruit companies that were exploiting the labor of i think it was columbia and um they like they just rounded them all up and just shot all of them and it was like up thousands of people and they were like because they were like hey could we not work on Sunday yeah. you know no. No. absolutely not stand over here like <laughs> Jesus. here yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ uh, dude yeah 
Anyway, so that's yeah, brutal. who's defending Blackwater? That's cool. Yeah, so nice. I mean that I knew I knew with you. There's that, no way he doesn't work with the Yugoslavian war criminals, does he? That's so crazy that you said that. Just stay I tuned. Know he does. Yeah, that's so yeah. funny because I knew <laughs> I knew I put that specifically in there because I knew with you it would drive the point home of what kind of person this guy was. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So just to fire off a quick list of individuals, uh, Stefano is said to have representative. Starting off strong, he apparently was part of Saddam Hussein's pre-trial legal team in 2004. And he would go. What a weird call to get. I know. He would go on to boast about their personal friendship uh he was the close advisor uh, uh uh he also represented close advisor of saddam Tariq aziz uh he rep- he helped convicted mass murderer jeremy bamber patrick holland who was a well-known irish career criminal irish gangster john gilligan uh britain's most notorious prisoner charles bronson he uh, allegedly helped charles bronson in a case uh britain oh, i'm sorry oh, cool. uh, uh ali has- wait who is he that? Do what? He doesn't that kind of, does he say that? Or is that confirmed that he actually worked with Bronson? Uh allegedly. Okay. Allegedly. Yeah. Because uh, I was like, man, it'd be cool if he did, but it was like, you know, with the theme of the show, I'm like, that's the exact kind of guy you'd be like, oh totally. I exactly. That, dude. Exactly. I work with um, Al Capone. <laughs> yeah. There you <laughs> go. So uh, <laughs> so also Al Hassan Al Mahid, known as Chemical Ali, a military contractor under Saddam Hussein's no uh un- that was under Saddam Hussein. Uh, notorious England murderer Ian Brady and Ian Strachan, who was one of the defendants in the two thousand seven royal family blackmail plot. Um, so if you were a piece of shit and did some real bad stuff, rest assured Stefano was in, would be interested in helping you. Uh, he likes, he's like someone looking for love with a prisoner pen pal. He's like, you know what? I can help them. I can fix them. Uh, I can fix them. Yeah. He's really, really going for gold with these. But now, uh, we wouldn't be talking about this guy if there wasn't a dash of fraud involved. So, a little bit of plotting, a little bit of scheming, and a little bit of swindling. So, let's get into why he's earned the title as one of the most notorious fraudsters. There is a fucking laundry list of frauds and cons I could put here. Like, a very, very long list. But I And I'm not going to be able to go over all of them, so I'm just going to talk about a few. Uh, and they're not going to be in chronological order. Um, just yeah, a heads up. Lose. Yeah, yeah. So, Stefano lived in Britain until 1889, and after that, he bounced, started bouncing around. He lived in L.A. between 89 and 90. You just said 1889. 1989, that's what I meant. Okay, I was like, wait, He's what? actually a vampire, <laughs> dude. <laughs> um, so, he lived in L.A. between 89 and 92. Now, uh, he, didn't, he wasn't just a bitchin' defense attorney. He also wanted to be a famous movie mogul. Uh, so he instigated a takeover of MGM Studios. Um, so apparently, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so apparently, Stefano, along with two other business partners, used a bank loan to attempt to take over MGM Studios. <laughs> it was a massive failure. The studio had a series of flops, like Rocky Four. Um, was it? It was either Rocky Four or Rocky Five that they. How well, many like, Rockies neither are there? of those makes sense. There, there's no flops there. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> well, I don't. I, I don't can't, know. I actually. think it was Rocky Four. I could be wrong. I don't really give a shit. Um, uh, we're, we're not here for facts. And eventually, they lost control over the studio after they defaulted on their bank loan. So the two business partners. Nice. 
There were nine Rockies. Nine. Well, if you include the Creed movies, oh. if you include because they're part of the story. Are they so, really? Yeah. No yeah. Shit. Yeah. I did not oh, know my. that. I'm pretty sure he's the coach in Creed. I didn't watch it because it's a sports movie. I was yeah, like, I don't give a shit. Fair. So, yeah. So um, apparently yeah. the two business partners, uh, Giancarlo Peretti and Florio Ferroni. Uh, God, Italian names sound made up, dude. Fucking yeah. absolutely yeah. made I, up. I was just thinking about, about Giancarlo. Yeah. Like, what a, it's not even fucking real. Florio <laughs> Ferroni, dude. What are you, a fucking pasta? <laughs> like, get out of here. <laughs> delicious pasta there goes italy <laughs> off our charts immediately everyone there just turned this podcast off all dozen <laughs> we just of can't you. make any jokes about finley yeah we'll be no, fine. yeah we'll be <laughs> fine dude um so they were found guilty of bribing officials at credit leonese bank to lend them the money to buy mgm now stefano wasn't prosecuted because in his version of events he stayed on the right side of the old john law but according to his business partners, it was because, quote, he was never our business partner. He never set foot in MGM. I never thought one could do business with him. Lunch? Yes. I had lunch with him five or six times, but no, these are fantasies. Um, so there's that. Around the time the MGM shit was starting in 1990, uh, Stefano also befriended a lovely travel agent because that was a fucking job back then. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, fucking travel agent, right. dude. So, yeah, so he sits down. Let me book this flight for you. Yeah, for internet. real. <laughs> Not real anymore. <laughs> uh, so he sits down uh, with her and tells her that he has an interest in purchasing her travel agency for 400,000 big ones, baby. Um. So Stefano pays her a small deposit, and not long after, she gets a phone call from American Express saying that she, well, owed 250,000 smackers in traveler's checks. Turns out Stefano had used his foothold in the company to get access to the company's Amex account and did the old disappearing act with the cash. Dude's a real piece of shit. So, yeah, like I said prior, laundry list of crimes being arrested for fraud. Uh, like, it's almost impressive, but I'm trying to keep it somewhat short, so we're going to just, like... Like I said, kind of go over the does, notable. I mean, they always just do it a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah a, Spoiler a alert: that's the theme of mine. <laughs> and dude, yeah, and his whole thing is like he. It, they they talk about it in that Telegraph article too, where he's like, the people that know him were like, you know, he's one of those people that's like, if he had an idea, he would make find a way to make it happen tomorrow, you know. And apparently, he tried to per he like he he per he wanted to be a movie mogul, so he tried to purchase MGM. He started his own production company. He tried to purchase a football team, like uh, Europe football. He's just on one, yeah, really fucking on one. So, um, so in the eighties, he was a currency trader selling dollars for sterling silver to Zimbabwe and South Africa. In '86, he found himself in a London criminal court after a 78-day trial. He was jailed for five years for conspiracy to obtain property by deception and fraudulent trading. The judge saying he was, quote, one of nature's swindlers, swindling without a scruple of conscience. After he was released, <sighs> dude, a scruple, what a word. I, I, I need to put that in my vernacular. Yeah, absolutely. Put them on blast. I love when the judges blast the yeah when they blast the the people in these yeah, stories. They don't There's need always a judge who's like tells them the yeah. fucking truth in like, their face. It's great because the judges don't need to do that, but they just felt so compelled by you yeah. being a piece of shit that they were like, "I got to tell you how yeah. much I fucking hate you." They're like, "You definitely just scam all the time, and you're probably going to do it as soon as you leave." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <Correct. laughs> So uh, after he was released from jail for this, he then moved. Uh, he moved to Cali, and that's when the MGM thing happened. Um, 
after all of that, he claims he gets a tip from an American ex-CIA agent that he needed to flee the country. So he hops on a flight and decides to lie low in the Balkans because, quote, who the hell would look for me in a war zone? Uh, yeah. <laughs> there he goes. Yugoslavia. Yeah, wait, yeah, wait, yeah. What year is this? Uh, it, I don't think I wrote the year down. It's right after he got out of jail. Um, so it would have been around Is he in the 90s. So, yeah, it, yeah, it's in the 90s because he, oh my he God, went to jail he in 86. To- so he it's chose gonna be to go the, to 90s Yugoslavia. Yeah. That's uh, not even hiding. I don't know. You the know truth I, was he was actually deported. Um, so, <laughs> so he, he, he they were like, where's your country of origin? He was like, Yugoslavia, if that's where I got to go hide out. And that's, where, <laughs> that's where he went. So once in the Balkans, he befriends and begins advising both Slobodan Milosevic, uh, who <gasps> was the president. Slobodan himself? Yeah. Um, the president oh, of Serbia my and all, God, yeah, dude, he was the. If you don't know, he was the president of Serbia and also a war criminal. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> and Rahiko genocider that yeah that fella. So he was also the advisor to uh, Rahiko Raznatovic, uh, better known as the Serb mil- paramilitary commander Arkin. Stefano was then appointed as an honorary general in the feared Serb volunteer guard known as Arkin's Tigers and became a spokesperson for the warlord. Uh, when charges were being brought up stating the militia were to blame for ethnic cleansing of the ethnic cleansing of Bosnia, old Stefano said, quote, I didn't give the orders to kill anyone or anything. Uh, so there's nothing like turning a little blind eye to some ethnic cleansing yeah. to say I'm a good person. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, man. And so now he's working with actual yeah fucking genocide yeah. oh not a great guy All right, well there's no justice he's not he's not on the side of any true no justice absolutely not now that's that's pretty horrible so his thing when he was a lawyer he was really good about like finding loopholes like like different channels he could go through to get cases thrown out like it wasn't even so much he was like my client is innocent or whatever he was like what legal yeah Door, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what legal door can I open to reduce their sins or whatever? So, anyways, everything comes crashing down February fourteenth, two thousand eleven, when Stefano was arrested in Palma, uh, Maharaka, on a European arrest warrant issued by the British authorities. According to the City of London Police, the warrant had been issued quote on matters relating to fraud, theft, and money laundering. This came from a lengthy investigation from the City of London's uh, City of London's Police Economic Crime uh, Directorate. According to a statement by the Spanish Interior of Ministry, Stefano was accused of having uh, earned large sums of money in the UK between 04 and 09 without being licensed to practice law in that country. Spoiler alert, he's not licensed to practice law in any country. Um, So, so, uh, uh, the ministry said he was facing 18 charges with a max sentence of 75 years in prison. So, fucking Stefano is released on bail, and his trial is scheduled for January 14, 2012. And fucking while he's announced, he while he's out, he announces he's launching a he's launching a new scheme, I guess, business called News of the World <laughs> Online. He's like, I'm sorry, did I say? Scheme? <laughs> yeah, <I'm sorry. laughs> I let that slip. My bad. Uh, but it's called News <laughs> of the World Online, a website that had a very similar logo to the recently closed News of the World newspaper. In 2012, uh, News International sued him for violating its trademark. Uh, so while awaiting, he just made that up. Yeah. 
So yeah, okay. uh, yeah, see, right. So while awaiting trial, Stefano gets into a little tiff with actress Trisha uh, Walsh Smith. She claimed that he had taken a hundred thousand pounds from her, uh, and also told her that he was a lawyer and could help her out with the court thing she had going on. And all she had to do was invest in news of the world. Due to these claims, old buddy boy's charges went from eighteen to twenty-eight. Um, so... Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. (laughs) That'll do her. uh, You will have that on the big job. So his trial starts January 28, 2013. Now, like I said prior, uh, Stefano isn't a lawyer. He never went to Cambridge to get his law degree. He's never stepped foot in a law school. Now, he did, in fact, pull a Stephen J. Russell and defended people in court, and some of them were successful. But it didn't change the fact that he did not have a license to practice law, um, he would often what he would often say he was an avocado, which is like the the Italy term for lawyer, um, which I think is hilarious. It's not spelled avocado; it's avocado or something like that. A B V O C T O, something oh, like yeah, that. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, that was kind of his. You just gotta say it with a uh, Italian avocado. Accent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty much. Yeah, that's yeah. it right there. <laughs> That's the uh, the Chef Boyardee version of it. Um, so, <laughs> That's so, the Chris Pratt Mario yeah, version yeah. of it. <laughs> um, so, let's see. So, like I said, not a real lawyer, didn't go to Cambridge, but still practiced in the court of law, which is a crime. And he did somehow successfully, you know, defend people. And a lot of those, like, so... A portion of the people of that list that I said he defended, um, some of them were like, he never uh, – we, I, we, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. That never happened. But they think yeah. what happened was the defense team that that person used was contracting out certain work involving the case, which he did oh. work on. So yeah. technically by proxy, he did. So um, – <laughs> So, uh, he didn't have a license to practice law, so his defense is that he is actually a qualified legal advocate because his war criminal buddy had awarded him an honorary law doctorate from the University of Belgrade, quote, simply because he asked. So, uh, that's it, right? Yeah, (laughs) in the clear. He he shouted, I am a lawyer. (laughs) I declare my lawyerness. Um, So... On the 27th of March, 2013, he's found guilty on all charges. Nine counts of obtaining money transferred by deception, eight counts of fraud, three counts of acquiring criminal property, two counts of using false instrument, one count of attempting uh, to obtain a money transfer by deception, one count of attaining property by deception, and one count of using criminal property. He pleaded guilty to two additional counts, defrauding a couple of 160000 uh, pounds, uh, including a wife's, uh, a woman's life savings of seventy five hundred thousand. Oh, I'm sorry, seventy five thousand, not seventy five hundred. Um, and stealing a hundred and fifty thousand from a man who had been in a car accident and lost his arm. What had happened? Uh, what had happened is this man was in a car accident, lost his arm. He was trying to settle with the life insurance company or whatever insurance company. And he's like, I need a lawyer to do this. His buddy is like, I know a great lawyer. Gives him Stefano's phone number. Guy calls Stefano and is like, this is my problem. This is what I This is what I need help with. So Stefano starts 
telling him how great he is as a lawyer and how cool he is and how it would be cool to hire him. And the guy's like, you seem really full of yourself. And I don't, the guy says basically like he talked about himself for like 10 minutes and I was like, I'm good. Um, but when the guy's insurance checks never came, he reached out to the company and he was like, what the fuck is going on? And they're like, Oh, we've been paying, we paid that out already. And apparently Stefano, took the information the guy gave him and filed the paperwork himself and oh, made the checks God. out to him. Yeah, real piece of shit. So, real piece of shit. Yeah. So all in all, uh, he received 14 years in imprisonment imprisonment, sorry. Uh, and on April 4th, 2014, he was given eight and a half more years because he refused to compensate the victims of his crimes. What a, uh, what and apparently in court... Just refused? How do you yeah, he was like, the law no, works, my yeah. guy? <laughs> and apparently uh, the quote I saw in the court was that he... He presented two fingers to the court, which makes me think he fucking Unreal. just gave everyone the finger and was like, I'm out of here, dude. The balls oh, on this man. But that is the story of the devil's ass. I'll just go to prison more. You showed us, I guess. Yeah, you sure? Yeah. Oh, and, and so, like I said, never was a lawyer. He also never made millions of dollars selling videos from Hong Kong. Um, yeah. Just a liar. That makes sense. Just a liar. They love the most outlandish Dude, claims. Yeah, they makes, cannot help makes themselves. Makes no... It, yeah, it's like... I guess it's one of the things, because they're, they're like, how are you going to confirm? How are you going to... How are you going to confirm it's this? It's like, you know, that whole thing about you get as much satisfaction from telling people you yeah. do something or going to do something as you actually do it. And uh, just 100%. high off of it. Dude, yeah. yeah. Like, I'll just, oh, yeah. And except his is like, oh, yeah, I defended mass murderers. Yeah. Like, okay, weird, cool. a weird hill to fucking stake a claim to. Now be like, means. my best friend is George Zimmerman. Yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> okay buddy. Um, I guess that's basically just what Rudy Giuliani is. Now, yeah, it's so. true. I don't know. Makes sense. Dude, it's so weird. We, um, watched, we watched the documentary about the five crime families and like seeing Rudy Giuliani as a young dude, like actually doing something for the city you know, of New York. I was like, God there's damn. a lot of rumors that him, uh, taking down the, uh, some of the Italian crime families was to make room for the Russian mafia. No he's, shit, he's really. A lot of yeah, he has a lot of weird connections with the Russians that go back oh. a long way. And now, I mean, obviously the Trump campaign had tons. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and Giuliani was fully involved in all that. Well, so shit fire. I, I mean, just basically assume everything Giuliani did was bad. Like every he got all his praise for nine eleven, but he like made it so horrible because yeah. he like refused he did he did tons of yeah. shit wrong but that's yeah fair. He, he's, that's fair he's just trash he's just fucking garbage he says you know i was actually thinking about and I, I thought about i didn't know if it would be boring because we've talked about it or it's political but i was like you know donald trump actually is a, a con man yeah like, truly a con man that's like true. he has been conning for a long time and i was like same with guliani like he's he's absolutely a fucking con man but I don't know. We Some of the richest color. people in the world are con men. Like that's true. I was reading stories about like I think it was like Rockefeller. How the the start of their generational wealth came from their like great great grandpa or whatever conning people out of money and hoarding it like a dragon. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Donald Trump got his family fortune from his dad running whorehouses that's and true. brothels in the old days, the olden days. Bar. Where many a good man like Soapy Smith, uh, saw Soapy the Smith. End of a barrel. Yeah. 
Um, so I'm going to cover the story of Matthew Cox, and there's a lot to take in, but you'll kind of get the hang of it, so it won't feel like too much. Okay. Um, the good news this week, gang, is I'm covering someone from Florida, which always means godless degeneracy. Yeah, dude, it's a it's Guaranteed always a good Guaranteed good time. <laughs> Uh, big shout out to St. Petersburg Times. They had a lot of contemporary sources because they covered a lot of his shit as he was moving up. Okay. Um, they, so they had a lot of good coverage. Uh, I think they used to be called Tampa or whatever. I don't know. But um, the Fortune Magazine, NBC had a really good write-up of it. Uh, and then I listened to some in, an interview that he did um, after he got out. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> so s- starting our story about him, born in Florida – Matthew Cox, he struggled in school because he was from Florida, and he had severe dyslexia. Uh, Like any good teacher, the teachers recommended that he get a job that involves his hands. There you go. So after he graduates high school You're big dumb-dumb. You better get a (laughs) blue-collar job there, brother. (laughs) They're like, yeah, I just don't think books is going to be the thing for you, hon. Um, So after he graduates high school in Florida, um, he went to the University of South Florida and majored in art. And like everyone who got an art degree in Florida, he got a job as an insurance agent. There you go. Because, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, shockingly, he didn't have a lot of fun with this because uh, the pay wasn't very good. And there's a fair bit of reading and arithmetic when it comes to insurance. So you he, don't he say. Has severe dyslexia. Yeah. So that didn't go great for him. Uh, continuing his career as uh, someone with a bachelor's in art degree, he moves on to the mortgage broker uh, to for a local real estate company because that's where the money is. Yeah, He's very course. driven by the money. It was here that he works on a manuscript, a 317-page crime novel called The Associates. Okay. In this book, the totally fictional protagonist, Kristen Locke, left a $26,000 a year job job selling insurance to make it big in the mortgage business fictional story <laughs> riveting hook um unfortunately for christian Locke, he gets into some shit with the fbi and then he defrauds a bunch of lenders for millions of dollars he, so he, he writes the story uh he sends it to his co-workers he's like what do you think do you think this story sounds plausible does it track and they're like um i guess it seems fine not my favorite but <laughs> weird that you're doing that uh, he must have been encouraged, uh, despite the staff not caring about his book at all, because he promptly committed and convicted uh, was convicted of mortgage fraud. Nice. Netting him. Yeah, I mean, right off the rip. Yeah. If that wasn't obvious. Uh, this nets him a lengthy probation in 2002. He was arrested at work and, like, ran out of the back and jumped a fence. I was like, what amazing nice. work. Drama. Yeah. That's the best, dude. I'm like, Bro, Matt just got arrested. Yeah. It was crazy. We talk about that for ages. Dude, hell yeah. Um, so, bit of a setback for anyone who isn't Matthew, because uh, he just goes ahead and forges himself a good credit history and just starts buying houses and properties anyway. Hell yeah. Um, he, for one of them, he just used some random toddler's social security number, and then he just forged all the references, W-2s, receipts, and bank correspondence. Forged it all. And nice. we know what it means when someone starts yeah. forging. And they have an art degree. So we, oh, he's, know, he's using his degree. Born to forge. Dude. He's using. Born yeah. to forge. <laughs> Born to forge. <laughs> um, yeah. I also, you know, I think it's cool. I don't have any problem with art degrees. I'm just, that's a kind of a long running joke because I have a mechanical engineering degree and I went for like the pure utility, no love at all option for college. I think yeah. it's cool to do art. I don't have any problem with it. 
that being said, don't go to college and get an art degree right now. School is a scam. Yeah. College is a scam and an art degree gets you nothing and just save your money. Do get an associate's. Yeah. Do art on your own time. Do art on your so own then you time redec- and get a degree that'll yeah. fucking do something with your life. Like, I don't know, dude. Yeah. Like, you gotta have money. Yeah. Like, get a you just th- gotta performing have theater degree or something, you know? Yeah. That'll really. Useful. Yeah. Something like, comes up a lot. <laughs> yeah. Something, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, he then. De- he so he buys all these houses and properties, decorates the properties with these big Art Deco style mu- murals using his art degree again. Nice. And apparently they were actually pretty good. Um, a couple of his girlfriends had reported being attracted to him in part because of how good he was at art. And and he did a good job. Like I saw him. Um, it turns out he was actually just copying murals by this mm. famous secret lesbian Polish Art Deco portraitist. And he passed them off as his own. But he still copied them himself by hand. He did a pretty good job. Yeah. So, I, I, I mean, you can't the, talk too shit. The sentiments there. Yeah. Here, let me see. I think that's a picture of it. Look at it. It's good. Uh, it's actually good. Oh, yeah. That's not bad at all. Yeah. He did all a good right, job. All right. Um. So while he's out scamming, he's also slaying, and he charms himself as a local married woman named Allison Arnold into believing that he can give her a life of luxury. Okay. Um, she he convinces her eventually to leave her husband. Um, but by doing he does that by saying he takes her out. They go on a lot of dates. He takes her out to a movie. Catch me if you can. Oh my I'm god! I'm telling you, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Jesus, I was like, holy shit, we, we can't escape that fucking Fuck no, movie. dude. Um, he said that he'd seen it several times, and he it kind of got him jazzed up, and he just told her all of his criminal plans. Nice, and he pitched it kind of in a Robin Hood style. He's like, you know, the insurance companies, the leasing agents, or the uh, yeah, insurance companies, all banks are the ones who have to pay for this it's all insured no one loses any money she's all about it of course leaves her husband sweet she's like this guy's basically leonardo DiCaprio. yeah um leaves her husband uh joins his office and um so yeah he tells her the plan and what he needs from her she rents a home forges a deed that says because this is how he does it he forges a deed that says i own this home now then they go to the bank. Oh, they get a fake appraisal to raise the value of the house. They go to the bank and they're like, look, bank, I own this house. I've paid off the mortgage and uh, I want to get uh, now it's appraised for more than what I bought it for. I want to get a loan against that. And so then they use the loan money to buy more houses. Gene, yeah, okay. Genius. Genius. This, this only works because he can forge. That's the only reason. You have to forge a lot of different paperwork to pull something off like this. Guess if you're going to get an art degree, do a forgery. Oh yeah. So and um, they so she uses a fake name and her own child's social security number to Damn. buy a house. I was like, you're you, trash. Yeah, you fucking you're trash. scummy scum scum. Absolute asshole. Uh, so I in this interview that I was I found he was talking about what he did, and he would forge the paperwork. And that would say that he had a child at home with a midwife, no doctor, no hospital. So you don't have to forge those records. And he would call to submit this form. And they're like, hey, the doctor should do this. He's like, I didn't have one. And they just told me to do it. And because he needs a vaccine record that he also. Oh, okay, nice. So they're like, oh, well, that's weird. But okay, we'll just deal with it. And they give him a social security number. And he just has a social security number for a kid. 
that he can use to buy credit stuff because there's no they don't share the age of the social security number holder to the credit bureaus so Jesus. he would so he would go to the insurance company or what he would try to do is file a few for some credit cards they'd be like you don't have any credit history and then he would go to a bank where he could get an insured credit card that, that where they would give him like a $500 limit like a local credit card yeah, you know what yeah. i mean He'd just start paying that off, and then he'd get a credit score built up for the account, you know, get a couple other real credit cards, and that's how he would – he'd only need, like, a 700 credit score to get a mortgage. Damn. Or, like, a 600, yeah, and he yeah. had a 700. And so he – this is what he – he'd just forge a child out of thin air and then a whole credit entity around it. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. And this was a scam, and he did it himself, and he also got accomplices in on it. Um, another one was a prison guard who made like $36,000 a year, owned 14 properties. Um, little so Matthew would then forge or obtain the false appraisal, sell the house for more it's worth, and which he did to like a school district and this one Florida house rep. He got he like doubled the house's value with he, so and he was describing he's like, you get the mortgage for uh, you know, 40 grand. Put ten grand into fixing the outside. Get a friend to take some pictures of the outside for a fake appraisal. Hike it, sell it, buy the house next to it. Get a real person to do an appraisal. They're like, "Well, the house right next to it just sold for a hundred grand. This house goes for a hundred grand." And now Damn. he's legitimized his fake number. I was like, oh. "Holy shit!" I was like writing this down. I'm like, yeah, Does this still work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, so. He um he does the, he's selling his houses, making money, going with this lady, and he turns into kind of a shit with his lady, and is like, "I'm gonna buy you some big fake boobies." And she was like, "No," even though that doesn't go along with the story it, that he wrote in his book, because the assistant got the big fake. Oh, really? Numbers. So they stopped banging and just became business partners. It's like you're not gonna get big fake boobies. I don't know yeah, what we're gonna talk about. Gonna, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's like okay. Uh, he obviously didn't make her rich per se. Uh, he paid her mortgage, gave her the equivalent of like a car payment every month, and she was totally dependent on him. He tried to Bonnie and Clyde her with her by convincing her to just leave her son, but she is willing to leave her husband for a stranger, yeah, not her not son. Not that son. He's like, listen, so babe, you gotta cut off toxic people in your life. Leave that <laughs> kid behind. He's <laughs> like, that deadbeat doesn't have a job in years. <laughs> um, so she won't get big fig boobies, and she won't leave her son. So he moves on to a new lady. He's like, you're boring. New one. Yeah, lame. Yeah. Grow up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Finds himself uh, a new single town in town. What's up, right He goes to, uh, he finds himself a new in town single mother on the run from a video po- poker addiction. Nice. And I mean, this is boom, yeah. his fucking target. And, and it runs the same gamut on her, takes her to a crime movie, uh, tells her the plan, it works. He kind of hooks this one up, though. He gives her, this woman. I shouldn't say this. Yeah. Uh, he <laughs> gives her diamonds, rolly, cash, you know, cool car. Um, and she's she's fine with it because she's super into this dude. And she's also super into having a lot of money. Having yeah. money, sick. Yeah. Loves super it. tight, actually. Um, so one day, this thing's been going on for like a while. I think like, a, like six months or something like that, maybe. Uh, and... Someone in the office gets a tip off from the local paper, St. Petersburg Times, because I think that's an appropriate thing to do, which surprises me. I didn't know that's how this worked. Um, the local paper tells them, hey, man, we're on to you. 
we're going to publish an article. Feds are involved. Damn. Uh, and he fucking Robert De Niro. He goes, hey, you want to come with me? We walk away from everything. And uh, she agrees, which happens in his book. He wrote this in his book. Really happens. So he fucking disappears on 60 properties and all his accomplices, including poor Allison, who had been at that point financially uh, dependent on him. Yeah, damn. Oh, was asshole. Um, Rebecca had already sent her son off for Christmas, and so she's just like, I'll be back later. And so she leaves with Matthew for thinking for some reason that she would get to just see her son sometimes. I was like, I don't think that's not seeing. how that works. Yeah, you got to go. Have you seen Heat? Yeah. You've seen Heat, right? <laughs> he wouldn't be about a child. No. So only a few days later, uh, the St. Petersburg Times drops the expose. Police are all over it, sure. But it's not exactly like this is war on drugs time. This is anti Islam time. We don't have money to chase white collar criminals yeah. for this white guy's name. Yeah, say, white so guys. No, yeah, there's no ma- there's no manhunt. They're just waiting, I guess, for him to show up in front of them. Okay. And uh, he, he and Rebecca move to Atlanta, set up in a new apartment, set up some new fake identities. Rebecca just makes her name up. Matthew uses the name of this one guy that he met and helped with a mortgage. And I was like, you piece yeah. of shit. <laughs> Stole his identity. God I'm like, you damn. asshole. What a dick. Uh, gets a car, some houses, some credit cards. Steals like 50 grand total in this guy's name. So then Matthew shows Rebecca the book he wrote. And I was like, dude, I don't know if you should have done yeah, that. And I, she yeah. reads it. And she's like, wait, we're doing the plot of the book. Yeah. Which would be a really weird feeling to have. He's That's like only he, ever been in movies. He's like, you know? he's like, like, she's like, we're doing the plot of the book. He's like, yeah, sick, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, she, he's like, she's like, but the assistant got big fake boobies in this. Yeah, like, I didn't get like, any yeah. big fake boobies. <laughs> like crazy, right? So, they. Um, the Robin Hood premise of the scheme that I said was insurance companies and banks taking over the losses, but in Atlanta and including this fake identity, he dupes private investors. And some of these people, just normal people lose like a hundred grand. You know? Like he fucks these people over. They move to Tallahassee um, after a while and just run the same scheme. Um, this time, Rebecca is the fake house owner using another stolen identity. It goes great. Leave the country for Jamaica, yada, yada. Have a good time. It's a good time. They have, who gives a shit? They're just booling. So then he turns into a shit again. <laughs> Guess what? Someone needs some new boobs. Yeah. <laughs> this man can't stand the size of these not fake boobies. He's, he's got like, dude, you gotta get some. He's got like a he's got like a um like a got like inflation. He's got fetish. like a spider graph and like it's like <laughs> oh scheming steal money houses big fake boobs we're at that part yeah. right now so we got to get past this yeah, to get on. to the other part of the plan he's like look it's in the yeah. book you know it's an integral uh, part of the plan she's like i don't want big fake boobies i think that he must have been proposing huge boobs just like I, I, rid- ridiculously comically like large honker and I, I like i'm not like there's any amount that would make someone just agree to it yeah but I'm like, if you're willing to like leave your child and like for- commit felonies and travel across the country with this guy, 
I'm like, I don't know. That doesn't seem like so out of the realm for you to be like, sure. Yeah, whatever. sure. I'll get some big so, fake boobs. I have you. So she doesn't get big fake boobies, but she does get a $15,000 in unspecified plastic surgery. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, they don't, they don't say what it is, uh, but it wasn't the boobs. It, oh, uh, it wasn't. Okay. No. I wonder what yeah, it was. So I was like, That's weird. Damn. I don't know. It's I like, know. uh, you, you, have you seen that Twitch streamer that started dressing up as a girl on stream to, for, cause like, I think his chat like paid him to, and that's kind of like, what he does now uh, i think his name is finn he's like wait finn yeah he i think his uh his twitch stream is finster with oh one. wait are they not trans i don't think so no i he i uh, i am almost is he just chooses to be a so pretty girl. so they started paying him to dress up as a girl on stream and it went to what it is now Finster, he's, yeah yeah he's a very very attractive attractive girl it's every, um, everything i'm seeing it, I, but I don't know if, if he's he. confirmed. Yeah, I don't think he's like I don't think he's transitioning or anything. But I, from what a story I heard is that one of his big donors was willing to pay him three hundred thousand dollars to get fake boobs, uh, to get implants. And I don't think he, I don't think he did it. But like, still, they were like willing to give him three hundred thousand like, dollars. Uh, I would just wait for the bidding. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, okay, it's on the menu, boys. Yeah. Let's just, I want to see some bigger numbers. See where this goes. Know? Yeah, yeah. I remember on Mansers, you remember that show? Uh, oh, yeah, on Spike, Spike TV, yeah. They had this gambling DJ who got like a hundred grand to have fake boobs for like a month, but then he just kept them. And I was like, this guy's accidentally falling into some gender yeah. identity acceptance. He's like, actually, I don't know. I kind of like it. <laughs> it's like my, it's my theory that, uh, it's like my theory that like men or like teenage boys or whatever will play hot women. Like if you have a ch- chance to select your character in a game, they'll play super hot women to explore their gender identity and it not seem like that's what they're doing. Um, you know what I'm saying? This is crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just looking. No, you're I good. Yeah, he's, yeah, it's wild. Finster, I had always just thought Finster was, I, I just thought a trans woman based on the stuff I had seen. Yeah. But I thought yeah. people were being mean in the memes they were making. No, yeah. They definitely are. Can you hear that? I'm what sorry. was that? That was their Twitch page. Today. Oh, oh yeah, sure yeah, yeah. Put their pronouns on it. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, they seem to just identify as a dude. That blows my mind. Holy shit! It's crazy, right? Wow. Yeah. Oh, dude, the Zoomers are totally past gender. Yeah. Construct. Absolutely <laughs> obliterated it, dude. Like, wouldn't it just be hilarious if it was a sexy lady forever? <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, dude. <laughs> um. So anyway, uh, this has been going on long enough. He's committing these crimes. That the- oh wait, sorry. I- Hold on. I remember what I was going to talk to you about. Um, oh, it just okay. came to yeah, me. It's not. Su- it's not super crazy long, but it's like I because I was thinking about it. I was like, you know how we did that? We talk about how we see memes of podcasters and we make sure we don't do what's on that meme. Yes. Uh, I saw it wasn't a meme, but it was a tiktok clip that came across and it was these two i forgot what podcast they're they're part of it's like a big name or something like that i don't think the podcast is the big name it's the company that runs the podcast but they're interviewing Uh like big celebrities i think just like huge celebrities and the entire time they're fucking like the celebrity that they're interviewing 
hardly can get a word in. Like they're no shit. dude, they're like they're like they're like, Oh yeah, so do you think you did this because of blah 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 blah? And like the celebrity is like, Well, I don't know, and then the other co host cuts in and is like, Well, how about you know, think you did this because I'm like, shut the fuck up. And like everybody the in the comments fuck? everybody in the comments is like, if you're talking more than your guest is, that is a problem. Let them answer the goddamn question. Well, if we had guests, we wouldn't you, do that. Goddamn right. If anybody famous wants to get on here, they we won't talk over you. Gun, yeah, though. you got to bring your own emotional support gun, but you're allowed to. We would love to have you. Um, so she does get the surgery uh, that he still like her. Uh, it doesn't work, but she's still loving the new clothes, car, and sweet apartment that she's living in. Fair. Um, this has been going long and long enough that the Atlanta's crimes unit is. F- figuring this out and they're catching up to him and the feds are on his case nice they even seize a few hundred grand of cash before he can launder it damn um eventually some news stories run rebecca's mugs plastered all over the fucking tv and she says this kind of threw her in a fucking panic which would be terrifying i was like this has basically been a fake to you until like your face is on the news and um She's like, I gotta leave. I can't do this anymore. And then she said that he grabbed her by the throat and threw her on the ground. And she's like, he's like, you're not gonna get fucking caught. It's like, ooh, that's that's scary. Yeah, that's not good. This is getting dicey. Yeah. Um, she is scared, but still complicit. She still chooses to go with him. They run off to South Carolina and just start the whole process over. Jesus. They just do it again. They get a couple houses, run off like twelve loans off of them in a week with separate identities. And he was apparently so confident of his scheme and having way too much fun with it that he even uh, signed one of his mortgages as C. Montgomery Burns, what? which is the name of a Simpsons character. Yeah, yeah. I was like, dude, you got you're you got to take this seriously. Yeah, you're getting you if you when you start when you start seeing it as like a game of like what can I get away with and getting sloppy. That's when boom. That's when you're gonna that's get how got. they get you. Yeah. Um, he says things like we're not commoners a lot and at the time would have loved Rick and Morty if it had existed. <laughs> and Rebecca gets the impression that he thinks he's smarter than everybody. <laughs> you don't and say. He's so much smarter that he is completely unworried about being caught. How about that? Actually. Yeah. She's terrified. She's like, our fucking faces are on TV. And he's like, bah. yeah, we're good. Don't worry about it. I, my name isn't Montgomery Burns. Yeah. They, how are they going to know? Yeah. I wore a fake mustache. Him. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, unfortunately for him, an eagle-eyed court clerk in South Carolina noticed that he had two mortgages on two houses in two days, and so she issued a fraud alert for one of the bank accounts that he had used to launder money. FBI catches wind, pulls bank footage, sees him in the bank. In spring of 2005, 18 months into their Bonnie and Clyde mortgage rampage, Rebecca gets a call from Matthew telling her she's probably on her own because he got picked up. Damn. It's all closing in. Allison Arnold can't stand the waiting. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Allison Arnold was the earlier woman. Yeah. She is like, oh, all right, fuck it. And she uh, can't stand the waiting, calls the FBI before they even show up. Damn. The sheriff's department shows up and arrests him and brings him to county to end his crime spree. Actually, there they question him only to find out that they're actually talking to a Mr. Mr. Gary Lee Sullivan, not, not the man they had a warrant for, and they let him go. What? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, he's not Matthew Cox. I'm yeah. Gary Lee Sullivan. I got a mortgage in my name. Yeah, my look guy. at this. Look at this idea I have. Does that and look like the ger- sheriff's clapped him on the back? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, fellow white landowner. For yeah. The transgress- may walk free just a simple misunderstanding of misidentifying a white guy no problems here (laughs) so uh 
And that is the opportunity he uses to put it all behind him and settle down with Rebecca. God, no. No fucking way no. he does. That He's just, higher than a fucking yeah, kite I was going to say, that brother. just solidifies his, like, I'm never getting caught thing. His dick is diamond hard. Yeah, diamond never hard. never get soft again. <laughs> he goes back to her. But she's a lot more nervous now after her face shows up on one of posters. She also finds out that he's been trolling Match.com again, which is where he gets all of these single mothers to Damn, prey on. Dude. So he, so she's like, he's already shopping for a new partner in crime, and we're fucked. And he's like, look, we got to do this again. We don't have any money. And she's like, no. Yeah, fuck no, you were dude. just arrested. <laughs> yeah. And, and then uh, she goes home with him, and, and she goes in to take a bath, and he walks out the door forever. Just leaves. Gone. He's like, see you later. Leaves. Dude, he loved Heat. I'm sure of it. They don't talk about it, but I was like, I bet that guy I, That dude definitely, yeah, watched that movie a plethora of times. Uh, so uh, she had a little cash, but she was on the lam in Houston with no friends. So she changes her name, changes her hair color, makes some new friends, goes to cosmetology school while she works as a bartender. Just starts life over. Fuck it, you Gotta, know. Yeah, she's like, all right. She's like, these are my new humble beginnings. I guess she doesn't have her son. Still. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, a problem. She hasn't, she hasn't seen her son in two years, but she does check his MySpace four to five times a day. There you go. Uh, you know, that's basically parenting. Yeah, you're pretty much checking in like that until that is uh she gets arrested by a secret service at cosmetology school i was like man more sweet work drama dude, yeah for real, dude. And not even Bro, like the secret yeah service i was like was can, you, can you imagine be i wonder how they did it i wonder if he came in for a haircut he like stage, he came in for a haircut <laughs> and then after the haircut he's like and you're a witch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like thanks actually wait can you trim that yeah can now you, you're yeah arrested. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so after this is almost a full year after she'd been abandoned, um, she was caught, cooperated fully, pled guilty to fraud, identity theft, money laundering, got six years in federal prison. While Cox was placed on the Secret Service most wanted list, not nearly as popular of a most wanted list yeah. as many of the other most wanted lists. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> usually I, pro- I don't. It's know. too hard to explain Secret Service crimes to people. They're like, ah, just don't. I was worry also about like, it. damn, like he really got the Secret Service involved because uh, they're like about money laundering yeah. and yeah, you know, crime and all Fair. that. Uh, plus, every agency in America does whatever it wants all the time. They just choose to have their mission as broad as possible. Also true. Um, so now Matthew Cox is the subject of a nationwide manhunt. He's, he's pissed off enough of the capital owners that they have a reason to arrest him. Uh, being previously, he hadn't done nearly enough. Um, I really loved this line, uh, from the NBC article about this. So I'll just quote it exactly. It says law enforcement was alerted to his many aliases and has habits that could give him away. His love for vanilla lattes at Starbucks, movies about criminals, the habit of painting huge murals in a very specific style, and the method of using young single mothers as accomplices. <laughs> I was like, they got that guy yeah. down to a T. They, 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 they got you. They pinned you down directly. There's like uh, some cop getting coffee at Starbucks, and he hears, sees this guy come in with a woman and her son. Yeah. He's like, I he's want like, a vanilla latte. He's, he's like, like yeah. yeah, do you? And I hold on about that. Do you like the movie Heat? How do you feel about it? <laughs> Have you ever seen uh, Catch Me If yeah. You Can? Goddamn. So Cox was in 
Nashville, Tennessee, under a new fake name, naturally, and dating a new single mother. <laughs> naturally, old habits uh, die posing, hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh posing as the owner of a home restoration business he says he's rich goes on european vacations with falsified passports really not living under the radar at all all. um he's got his own show called white people flipping houses yeah the life is good (laughs) how to save money on your mortgage loans (laughs) um and this came to bite him in the ass because this older lady who worked as a babysitter for this single mother you're undoing your ultimate vice (laughs) she was suspicious of this joseph carter guy and she did a little researching herself and figured out who he was which i was like badass yeah for real how did you do that um and she tells the saint petersburg times who tells rebecca's lawyer who tells rebecca's family who pays the old lady for the address so they can give that to the fbi in exchange for a reduced sentence nice i was like man that thing made the fucking round yeah i like that she paid the lady too she wasn't just like give me the address I, I gotta love the lady for like not telling them until she got money. Yeah, or dude, something. hell yeah! Make like, your you bag. Bitch. Make your bag. She was like, "What's it worth to you? How to? Uh, you know, how, what do you? How much you want to give me for this address?" Uh, and I really want to know how much she got. What do you think that'd be worth? Uh, to sec- I, like twenty grand, right? To secure 10? the to secure the arrest of someone on the Secret Service most wanted list. But also getting Rebecca reduced sentenced, I would imagine it wasn't under twenty grand. Yeah, yeah. but if the family's paying for it. That's so. That's why I don't think it's up to even fifty would yeah, be too much. Yeah, I'd be fine with ten. Ten, I'd, same. I, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd sell it's someone just out a for nominal 10. fee. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I would sell my um, my. Uh, I would sell the kid I babysit's husband out for ten grand. Oh, in an instant, yeah, <laughs> some guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fuck him. So, uh, Secret Service rushes to the Nashville home to arrest him, and he's not fucking there. Jesus, this was pure coincidence because it turns out only a few days prior he'd been the victim of an armed robbery where Damn. they had stolen his watches, car, and cash, and he was so paranoid that somebody was specifically targeting him that he took his new girlfriend and her son and checked into a hotel. Oh. I was like, so he was just, by pure chance, spooked, left, and then the FBI fucking I wonder. I wonder if he had, Secret Service. I wonder if he had, like, security cameras in his house, and he's, like, watching them raid his house, and he's like, well, I'll be <laughs> damned. <laughs> he's like, God damn. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> he's like, did the Secret Service rob me? <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, uh, listen, honey, I gotta go grab some cigarettes real quick. Uh, I'll be right back. Does <laughs> show back up and uh in case anybody was wondering i was able to confirm that matthew cox did ask this latest woman if she would get a breast enhancement there There it is we love to see (laughs) he simply can't hold himself back he pulls out the same spider graph he's like all right here we are (laughs) fake boobs we got to get him to go on i've traced over this a few times now (laughs) (laughs) so uh, they stayed there for a while until they thought they were in the clear they went back home and they were promptly arrested by the secret service on november 16th 2006 after a two-year chase and it's real because i gave you a date there you it's go absolutely actually is. in prison yeah he was in the middle of building his new girlfriend a brand new house and had was just about to rip someone off of the down payment but <laughs> Almost they got him. had stopped it yeah, yeah. he's like They're so close so <laughs> He was facing 42 counts of fraud, plus all probation violations, and uh, 
uh, I wrote this acronym yesterday, and I was like, I'll know what that means. <laughs> I don't remember what it means. Uh, All of probation violations and SAS. Nah, no idea. SAS. Uh, and uh, so he's staring down the barrel of a 400-year prison sentence. Damn. Damn. He opts for a, a plea bargain, gets 54 years of max prison time, and a $2 million fine. Then he pleads guilty to bank fraud, identity theft, theft passport fraud and another probation violation case for his 2002 stuff and gets 26 years six million in restitution jesus um he in his interview said that the fbi estimates he sold between 15 and 20 million dollars some of the stuff i was reading only said five but his interview was this year so i'm gonna oh, go yeah. off the number although maybe he's a bullshitter so who knows seems um, like his whole mo was bullshitting so he might be but it makes a better story if it's higher so none of his accomplices were brought up on charges no shit. except for one woman who went to prison so that prison the security guard with the 10 houses has 10 houses Dude. no charges. oh I was my like, god what the hell fuck? yeah hell yeah he got his um, funny blip. He told, he actually told St. Petersburg times while he was in prison that he had bribed this local politician for some zoning votes th- that by having his friends donate and he comped them, which is a, a campaign finance violation. And St. Petersburg times looked into it and saw that, yes, that he, there had been a bunch of donations like that, that matched up, but because there hadn't been any voting periods, uh, for like to match up with what the bribe would have been, they couldn't confirm it. So it didn't matter because and uh, several years later, that dude goes to prison for unrelated bribery and corruption charges <laughs> in a new job. I was like, this motherfucker. God damn, dude. Uh, so he got out of prison in 2019. What? Really? 2019. Yes. He got like a, a combined. So I bet the 26 years and the 54 were going to be concurrent. Yeah. But I guess they were max sentences because that dude got out in like fucking 13 years. That's crazy. Which is a lot of prison. It is. I mean, yeah. Still. But damn. I mean, if you're you're facing down the barrel of a 400 year sentence and what you get. He walks out in 13. Walks out yeah, in 13. Not yeah. Bad. Yeah. Not bad at um, all. Also, while he was in prison, he published several true crime biographies that he had written for other inmates that, that needed his help. So, oh. he, that, so he was starting that. I thought uh, I so thought he was the, just. I thought he was. You said you were going to say he published more true crime novels, and these are just. This is his ten year plan of like. Yeah. <laughs> move on to the next book. So and almost everything in the story, except for getting caught, that he happens. Like he wrote. He basically wrote his plan and then did it. Which nice. you're like. Down to the big fake boobies yeah, part. The balls, like, you got man. really too hung yeah. up on that detail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that Let was, it that go. Was, yeah, that God. was your downfall, man. The big fake boobies. <laughs> so, um, none of the, this was an interesting one to research because there's nothing recent about him. I mean, everything was contemporary. Yeah. So, while he was doing it, there hasn't been a fucking Netflix documentary about it. We're so, the- you guys keep note because this is going to happen. Yeah, I there's really going to be think one. So. There is for sure going to um, be so, one. While I was researching this, I googled his name and I found because um, I was trying to find his murals. I wanted to see the original, see if there were any other yeah. pictures of him. And I found this artist who had some cool works that got attention that were like this mixed media. It was like embroidered, the like, crocheted whatever's mixed with X rays, and it looked pretty cool. And I was like, holy shit, this dude's name's fucking Matthew Cox. I was like, there's an artist with the same fucking name. I was like, living his dream life. Dude. That's hilarious. <laughs> while this guy rots in prison because I was at the beginning of my research. And then I get to the end, and I was like, wait, he's out of prison? And I go back, 
and I had to compare some pictures. I'm like, holy shit, it's Matthew fucking Cox. Really? And he's like, he's just like kind of a medium successful artist now. No shit. Uh, he's got an Insta and a YouTube called at Cox Pop Art that aren't huge, but he genuinely seems to not be committing crimes anymore. And he's just being an artist, living what he wanted to do from the very beginning. What's his Insta? At Cox, C-O-X, Pop Art. Pop Art. Damn. So he, he, we've come full circle. He was like, yeah. He's like, he I guess I should start doing what I got a degree in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like, he's not huge, but you know, he's working on it. His, and he seems to be mildly successful. He's got the same boomer photos as Yuri yes. Geller. His like eyebrow raised. Yeah. He does. Yes. And, uh, he, but you have to remember, he was in prison for. Th- when instagram was created that's true so that's very true he's definitely gonna be behind on that oh here it was uh embroidered x-rays on design boom this had uh uh, you know like a a thousand shares on whatever design boom is so he's not huge but people like his stuff and this showed up when i googled his name because it was looked at enough and i actually thought they looked pretty cool I think I'll probably use those oh, as a promo picture. Those are those are pretty cool. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like they are embroidered. Like he has like the, you know, an embroidered um, uh, hand. Yeah. Like in the clouds, it looks like it's a uh, that one where they're touching hands. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But then it's like over an X-ray of a hand. That's it's pretty. It's really neat. Should have been and an artist like, the whole time, bud. I know, dude. Yeah. I was like, God. And he was clearly a very talented yeah, yeah. forger. You know, I was like, you had a lot of skills. And I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, I don't know. He is kind of, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah like, he fucked a bunch of people over. Boo hoo. I mean, did someone get addicted to assume... fast cash? Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> plus the whole like sl- throat slamming a lady on the yeah, ground. Yeah, not, not cool. Amazing. No, not not amazing. Uh, but it does seem like he's turned a lead or, or a page or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, it's just, he's trying and this, and I confirmed also cause the, he's basically made the Insta as soon as he got out of prison and just started well, on this. You know what I mean? Surprised yeah, he hasn't so. done any artwork of big fake boobs. You would think <laughs> <laughs> he'd make so much money, dude. <laughs> dude, for real. Uh, it's like, man, you have so much to learn. Erotic art, bro. Uh, but yeah, that's the story of Matthew Cox is being an artist. Damn, that's a good story. That was fucking, he, that's crazy. He reminded me a lot of, um, Steven Russell. Yeah. He reminded me a lot of them. Um, Fair. like, you know, knew he was smart using all of his abilities for the wrong, wrong things, reasons. You yeah. Know? Had potential, but just got a, a set up with, just got addicted to the uh, money. The fast, the fast yeah, exactly. money and didn't want to go legitimate. Uh, Plus the uh, um, getting out of uh, being arrested thing that was incredible, pretty slick, pretty, pretty very slick. Stephen J. Russell esque. I bet, I bet it was awesome later finding out that he also dodged that second secret. Oh, I bet, he, I bet it He's hard, like, Ooh, dude. He was yeah, fucking diamond dick hard, bro. Fucking, I bet just, you guys were pissed off yeah. about that one. <laughs> Fully torqued, but uh, yeah, that's a good, that's a good story. I like that. Um, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Uh, you want to talk to us, send us some mail at snackspacksmail at gmail.com and uh, you, at the Insta at, the Insta, at, Snackspacks, at Snackspacks Podcast. Podcast. Uh, and we'll see you guys next week. Be safe, be kind to others, be kind to yourself. Love you so much. Uh, bye-bye.